When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're focused on being one to know this week. We're, we're focused on being one to know this week. You know what's crazy is what matters to me is being one to know this week. I sure do want to be one to know this week. How badly do you want to be one to know this week? <laughs> Pretty damn bad. Trying to be one to know this week. Any more questions? Just to clear it up, you prefer winning to losing this week? <laughs> the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back, everybody. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com, brought to you by MidFirst Bank. Go to MidFirst.com slash U40. That's MidFirst.com slash U40. Sign up uh, for the exclusive provider of the OU credit card. Get your OU credit card now. Uh, 0% APR for the first year. So thanks to MidFirst Bank. All right, welcome back. It is time to play some football once again. Iowa State coming to town. It is a night game. Welcome in uh, Eddie Radosevich, Bob Prisbilla, who apparently I did not uh, think at the end of last show. Thanks, Bob. I'll try and improve this time. And Josh McQuistian, who is a technical genius, uh, as we all know, joining us uh, as well. Eddie, you got a date after the the pod? What's going on? You're all you, no. you're all dressed up. Yes, oh dressed no, up, I have man. to go over to Gaylord College. Are you? Oh, what are we some, doing? Uh, I think it's just. Uh, I, I'm not really sure to be honest. How to be <laughs> a, a horns up for peace? How to be a, a influencer in this day and age of journalism? I hope that's not what they're asking because. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it it some some type of interview for something. I'm not sure. But it's for Somebody, a class. Yeah, well, it's for their uh, like two-hour pregame, sh- some kind of pregame show that's going to be on Saturday. I think they do it every week. <laughs> oh, their game day yeah, yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Well, you're just a man that is wanted all over the place. I know. I need to start charging for <laughs> appearance, uh, appearance fees. Eventually, you'll just do what I do, and you just stop returning phone calls. Uh, unless it's for game day or, you know, the big ones you're going to have to save. You should, nah, yes, I'll do that. I am here for you, the people. I will show up whenever you need me to. Even though some people hated you this week because oh, of uh, some lecherous um, CBS Sports and ESPN, I would say. I guess I should. I thought it was more funny than anything. I guess I should turn Josh up. Josh, there you go. I was. I. I. You should have told me to turn you. You up. I'm sorry. You're. You're the technical expert. So. I well, it'd be known. tough to tell you if you can't hear me. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, uh, Josh, um, I, I'm going to say this right now. We as bosses, uh, Eddie has told me he's comfortable with that phrase. We have, I, I think we've been very supportive of young Edward this week. Well, it's just, I mean, it was completely taken out of context. Yes, it was ridiculous bullshit. I would, uh, I mean, anybody that was offended by that, I would 
offer a, a official statement from the Radosevich uh, news agency would probably be uh, <laughs> you. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll allow it. You know, the thing that the thing that surprised me was that Eddie gave it context. He explained it to the people that didn't understand it. And I feel like that's growth from Eddie. Like he, Normally, it would have just been the f*** you and we move on. But I feel like Eddie was like, listen, there's a reason this is funny. Look at why it's funny. And I I thought the board... He like, explained I his art, which you should never it, do. Like, yeah. oh. Well, I, I think exactly. if, I, I agree. if I had to do it all over again, I would have just waited and sent out the context... In, in, in the entire what, it thing. Was a, right, it exactly. was a complete betrayal, though, for another media organization to take a media member out of context just so people can well, be like, doesn't surprise oh, me considering what who kind it of was. journalism is it? I, well, ESPN did it, too. No, I mean, th- no, no, that's what I'm talking about most importantly because I, I tagged them in the original tweet yeah. just like a like you can jest, have my permission. You have my permission to yes. use it. Never thinking that they would. Which I did. It must, have file, been a, it must have been a slow news day. I did file a copyright claim on Instagram against CBS. Yeah, I don't Sports. think that they look at those. I don't either <laughs> because it never <laughs> got taken down. I guess Facebook. You know, Russians meddling. You're you're still you're you still suck Facebook. I think that honestly, that's the, what I love about the whole thing. CBS is like, oh, look at this journalist. Yeah. As we don't require any credit for this, Be- and, and we just and, take this. And for because our own. we weren't there, like, yeah, let's make fun of the people who are actually there covering shit. So you have things to put on, you know, to aggregate. So you have things to mm-hmm. to copy and steal and put up on your. Let, let's make fun of those people. Sorry, I'm waiting for Eric Bailey to tweet something so I can steal everything that he wrote this morning <laughs> and aggregate it for this afternoon. Yeah, that's the uh, CBS way. Yeah. It, well, I mean, there, I think say well, there were some lesser people that tried to do the same, but you know, sure. who cares about them? No, it's it was fine. It it was I thought the entire thing was funny. Uh I thought the mentions uh in the ESPN story were even better just as far as people that just don't get like, it. Well, don't get well, it no, or they wanted people fired or they wanted yeah. How does uh, this I I it whoever. was hard for me and I've told you this and we're going to get to the Florida State deal, but I've just I've just decided that I am not going to get into this. I am being Bob Prisbillo. I'm trying Woo! to be the responsible one <laughs> now. Job. I'm letting Eddie be the loose cannon. It's your job to be Sooner Scoop's loose cannon. I'm just not like people are like, how is this person? And I was li- I was like a proud father. I was like wanting to <laughs> to say, hey, mother. I'm the one who employs him, and he works harder than you'll ever work. And you're like, I, I wanted to do done that. That, that would have been fun. <laughs> but that's fun. so dad. No, like, it, I don't want to do it that. It was it was ridiculous. The entire thing was ridiculous. But I will say, like, for the people out there that just like, in a strange way, this bothered me the most out of all of it. Like the people that don't find the irony or think it's funny at all. Like I just don't get that. How you could listen to a guy say that they wanted to go one and zero every all the time. Yeah, I don't know. That's I, just well, me, it's though. just the whole thing about. And look, I'm I, guys know I'm writing a story about this, and it pertains to kind of everything that's gone on after Kansas State. Like, there's a rhyme and a reason why Jalen Hurts was that way. I mean, sure. we all know this. He is he is trying to get past Kansas State, and you'll notice like 
all the questions that didn't have to do with Iowa State, that's the ones that you yep. know people want to ask and they want to know, like, how did you handle this emotionally? And how did you how are you gonna come back from this? And oh my God, you never lost a game like this at Alabama. How are you? Like, there was actually a question this week, and I don't want to rip on anybody, but someone basically said, Are you leaning on your teammates that usually lose games to be able to or like the question like are you trying to help Jalen through this because he doesn't know what it's like to lose a game? This early in the season, and I was like, "My God, what a like, worst question of the week!" How far are we going? Or not even to mention the fact that like they've been in this spot before. They've they've done this. They do this every year. Well, it's not like it's not. And it goes back to what I said about recruiting. It's not like Jalen Hurt didn't lose a game in high school. Sure, maybe one that he shouldn't have lost. Probably. I mean, anyway. It, it, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. It turns into this, oh, I wish Jalen wouldn't be such a dick at the, at the press conferences and why can't he just, you know, loosen up a little. What he's doing is he's saying, look, we're moving on. You, all you guys want to do is talk about the loss to Kansas State because, by the way, that's what you get, Lincoln, when you don't let players talk in the bye week because you sure. can't get past it. You're two weeks down the road and nobody's been able to ask those questions, so they're asking them now. I will say that, and we can move on from the subject, but Jalen is... I would say, from a certain extent, trolling a lot of people when yeah. he's up there on the podium. Yeah. He's, like, not, he's, not, he's not this robot that you think that he is. And I think that oftentimes people only see that, you know, the 30-second clip or hear the 45-second clip in the mornings on the, you know, on the radio or the 30-second, 15-second clip on Twitter. And I think in a way that they kind of... He, he's kind of gotten this... Um, stigma that like even Bob might have fallen into a little bit and Nick Saban certainly falls into just as far as they're not the most I mean they're not the just the dicks that you think that they are no when you see him in person and you see like I said that many times it's been two times I've covered Nick Saban in bowl games and both times like you know before he gets to the podium uh you know even at the podium there's some subtle things that you don't see through sound bites but He's not a, as big a dick as you think. He, and you can tell, like, now when he's doing this stuff, like, people are chuckling, like, in the Alabama media yeah. press corps. Now, notice I say dick. He He's crazy. The guy's nuts. Saban. Yeah, like, yeah. the guy's nuts. What you see is There's what you get on the, on the sideline. <laughs> but, I mean, Bob was the same way. People thought he was such a oh, dick yeah. because of his sound bites. And, and look, here's, here's what it comes down to for me, guys. Uh, they set up press conferences for this reason. They want uh, to be able to speak to the media and therefore speak to the fans through the media. Like it, it's a public relations situation. But you do get some people like Bob Stoops, like Nick Saban, like Jalen Hurts that don't care about that. They don't care. They're not there to talk to the fans through the media. They are there to represent their team and their message is for the team. It's not for the public. Like Jalen Hurts' message, when he's there speaking in front of microphones and TV cameras, he's talking to his team the whole time. He's He's got that persona of quarterback, leader. I'm talking to my team. I don't do giggles and hee-haws up here. That's not what I'm here for. It'd be fun if he did. But <laughs> Some people do. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Did. And we love those people. Yeah, absolutely. What if, like... Jalen gets to the final week and he just finally lets it go. He just becomes that guy we all we all thought thought he was. Well, they better be playing in the Sun Bowl or something <laughs> like that. 
Just some bro at the end of uh, No Nut November, just letting it loose all yep. out on everybody. <laughs> just refusing to wear OU gear openly. <laughs> That'd be funny. Or just retires. They lose another game. They just, he retires from OU. You know what? If we get behind, I might just quit. I'd do that. I'd quit right now. I'd already quit. But to me, yeah, that's the thing. It's like everybody, and and you have all these people that always want to comment on everything. And that's just that's just society. I feel like Mike Gundy right now, getting on the Twitter fingers. And uh, but like everybody has to come up with like a villain and a hero. It's like the media is just that's what you want to know why they treat Jalen, why Jalen Hurts treats the media like he does because that dumbass question from that reporter. Yeah, that's that's the most ridiculous take <laughs> out there. That for sure is the most. I don't, no, 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 no. The, the most ridiculous take is on the board right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? Josh, you have to know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, there was a guy that said I was a racist. No, no, that's not it. Holy hell. I missed that. <laughs> that was that was on Twitter, I though. I did miss that. Oh, that, was on, oh, okay, that was on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> it was just another example of a black quarterback <laughs> having to prove himself. <laughs> and I responded to it with a pleasantry of, Something to the effect of that's not a very smart thing to say. And then he called. I'm sure racist. it was just that. I'm sure it was just that kosher. No, that's but the very worst unintelligent. The mm-hmm. worst take mm-hmm. on our message board right now is that OU lost because oh. the media oh, isn't yes. as professional. That it? Yes. in Oklahoma as they are one. in Alabama. Yes. That's maybe it, the most ridiculous thing I've ever read on our message boards. That's and, a, and for our members that listen, like we know, like there are guys that we talk about, they're like, that dude's like a bad take machine. Like there, there are guys on the board who post crazy stuff regularly. This is not a guy. This is not one of my suspects that I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he usually says something like that. That guy is out of character. Good, yeah. Like it, it was, it was, out, I, I read it and I read that, that same paragraph like three times. Like, is that, is there some way I'm reading that wrong or is the context off? But no, like, you guys, Eddie, you screwing around in media <laughs> sessions is costing OU national titles. I'd take full responsibility for that. Three straight years, Eddie. Three straight. Chase for eight, and then it's all just gone because of Eddie. It's funny because a year ago, I thought the, the mantra was they weren't asking the tough questions. Or I guess it's kind of in the same same tone, isn't it? It's hard to it's hard for people to do that with Mike Stoops gone, which might lead to you know some of the frustrations sure. that we see. It all boils down to one thing, and it's in a way, I guess, looking for reasons or excuses for why nineteen twenty year old football players, uh, college students, played the way that they did two weeks ago. Well, and I think it's. I generally think, and this is more of a Twitter-generated uh, theory, and probably on the board too, but I literally think that every, and, and if you're listening to this podcast and I'm getting ready to describe you and you're going to be offended, I'm sorry. But it is literally every white guy that lives in, you know, the suburbs that has those Oakley glasses from the 90s. Which were sweet. Uh, which were sweet 20 years ago. Are sweet. Still sweet. <laughs> They're coming back around. Like, those guys are going to be really lucky when those Bobby Bowden glasses come back in style. I'm the just waiting. I'm just waiting yeah, for the, the day that the uh, yeah. Sean Dunstan flip sunglasses come back, Ooh. because when they do, they were always too big for my face, but guess what? They I fit have them. Now. And they fit, and they look glorious. But in some form or fashion, that guy truly believes that they lost the game 
because they've gotten entitled and fat and happy and stopped caring fat as much as they do. Like, they really feel like players lose games because they just don't care. They're just, you know, maybe some people are stupid millennials or some people are just like, you know, fat, happy athletes. I mean, it's just like, no, they care more than you do. I can guarantee you these guys care more than you do about winning and losing. I know you think you care a lot, but you don't care as much as these guys do about winning and losing football games. It's so it, relatable, though, isn't it? Because, like, I, for at least for me it is. Just the way that I watch, you know, Cubs baseball or watch the Thunder when I yeah, was invested. It it's like, yeah. it's like you, you get like, you why don't you bitch? care? Yeah. Like that's your that's as a fan. I think that that's your only uh, kind of out in a way for explaining to yourself or reasoning to yourself why, why a team lost, plays yeah. bad or plays poorly. It's well, you know, the Cubs lost like their last eight games. It's like, oh, these motherfuckers just don't care. Yeah. Why don't they care? Yeah. And when in reality, it's like, well, they, they literally bust their ass every day during the summer like they're just as disappointed as you i mean don't you feel kind of the same way josh yeah but eddie i could hear you like struggling to make yourself say <laughs> the cubs care the like, cubs, like, cubs oh, care. Yeah, i mean you knew well, logically you were right but you were like damn it cubs well and i mean this group definitely didn't care that's why they uh that's why they had to fire that's why they fired the goddamn manager <laughs> But no, so I there mean, was it, that. That was a bad example because this group definitely didn't care. Like who? Did, who did the? Who did the Colts just lose to? Josh, that was a don't care game, right? They oh, got down big. Steelers got the Steelers. Oh yeah, they lost to the Steelers and they got to, like they were. Were they up big and then they just gave well, it up? Jacoby Brissett got hurt <laughs> okay. and it just yeah. kind of was back and forth. Uh, homeboy didn't threw have a, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, it, it threw was, a pick six and laces weren't out. Well, oh. that that's the worst <laughs> excuse in the world. He's the best kicker ever. Like. You just can't trust the guy. I completely, if it wasn't... Josh, I completely agree with you. If Adam Vinatieri just goes away forever, and I, it's not because I lost money on the game. <laughs> I swear. I swear. Like, at least with pro football, you can give age, like, a blame. You could be like, yeah. Adam Vinatieri is just too old. He finally he finally's going off the cliff. Well, and listen, I mean, I just kind of rounding back to the OU thing, and, you know, Josh, I, I know I interrupted you, but it's just like, it, it's just one of those things. Like, they, they played extremely poorly. In Manhattan, I think that we we've gone over this time and time again, but there's really no other excuse than they had a bad day. I think fans love to run to the they don't care because it it doesn't they don't have to say we weren't good enough on this day. Sure. Our yeah. team wasn't good sure. enough. And I think that's hard for fans to you say. You never want it. to admit your team yeah. isn't as good as somebody else. Exactly. Like as an Arsenal, Arsenal is where I get my crazy fan out. Like I'm like fucking Manchester United, they're terrible. Like. Oh, we well, we we didn't care today. It was the rain. It was the all oh, that referee. Like it can't just be. Oh, they're just better than us today. You know, like they were just better than we were. And that doesn't mean Kansas State's a better team. If OU and Kansas State play a hundred times, OU probably wins ninety. Like I mean, the, OU is a better team. But on that day, Kansas State was just better than they were. But I will say the the whole care don't care thing. It's like the old Mike Leach quote: "The fans are like the chicken. They're involved." But the pigs committed. You know, like, the players are out there sweating, yeah. working their ass off. The fans, like, they're drinking a beer in the stands. Like, it's not to say they don't care. Obviously, the fans do. But you can't begin to relate that, how that works. Like, those guys are, 
they're all working hard. They're tra- they they had no desire to lose that game. It just happens. I literally got to see Eddie work his way through that analogy. Like I saw his brain working. <laughs> well, I just uh, you get it right. Yeah, no, I I think I do. But the chicken gives you food without right. giving its life. It gives you eggs. Well, the pig. Well, if, it, if you want to eat that chicken, that's it. If you're eating <laughs> farm prepared the eggs, the pig I, I has to die to produce food. Well, that depends on where you're getting your food. I'm thinking about going plant based myself. Are you watching are you and CP3? N- no, I have a couple of buddies that have. It sounds awful, but I don't understand why oh anybody would want to do that. God. Apparently, that if I that, couldn't eat meat, life oh, would not be worth living. Apparently, oh that just, documentary will change your life. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have watched it. I saw a couple other people last night tweeting I think I saw about Zach it. Zach Sanchez declaring he was going to do it after watching that video. I just, do I need to watch it while eating a steak? Because I would totally do it. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that, like, you could, they always talk about uh, health code violations and stuff. Some of the best Chinese places I've ever eaten you got really mad would not be code. You got really Fast. mad when somebody tried to out the Pad Thai place on Campus Corner. Well, that's just completely, I mean, Pad Thai. Because they were making, like, jerky in the back or something. Yeah, it might have been out of dog or something, but who cares? <laughs> like, as long as you don't tell me what about it or, like, let me as see it. As long as it tastes like chicken. No, I will pork. say, like, if I see it. I have a hard time getting it. Like, if you go through, uh, like, Whataburger is a perfect example. I'll always eat at Whataburger. Yeah. I don't really care. But, like, that that first little window is always unoccupied. And right. you can kind of see in. Same thing with in and right. out I think. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't necessarily want to look left right. right now. I don't. Well, that know, makes me weird. feel uncomfortable. They used to, I don't. I, I think it was, like, a Southwest, kind of like a Wichita Falls. But when we go over to Lawton. Like, you guys have been to Fuddruckers, right? We've yeah. been to Fuddruckers. Yes. Well, Eddie and I will always go to Fuddruckers in El Paso together. That's like Whenever we're in El Paso, we go <laughs> to Fuddruckers. Uh, but, like, they used to have a Fuddruckers competitor called Longneckers. And they had this in Lawton. <laughs> I have not heard of that. You never heard of that? No. They had one in Lawton. And it was, it was horrific for people like me and Eddie because they literally had the cows hanging up, like, on hooks, on oh meat hooks. God. As you walked in the door, so like you were looking at at a dead cow. Like <laughs> that reminds me of uh, raisins on South Park. <laughs> that, hey, like, welcome to raisins. <laughs> <laughs> just that that just reminded me of that. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. it was kind of like uh, I, don't know. I don't know about this place. Yeah, whatever. What a weird tangent we just hey, got off cutie. on. <laughs> raisins. All right. Um, the other. Okay, so. We're, we've we've established we're moving past Kansas State. Do we you have, have any, any business further needs to be discussed from Kansas? I will just say one thing about, you know, the the fans and blaming things. This, to me, is the most... If you want to say, okay, what's one thing you, you think is legitimate with fans and beefs and things like that? I totally think it's legitimate for fans to complain about how they're not using the running backs. Or sure. when you see things... You know, defensively not getting turnovers, like, okay, maybe we should have made a bigger deal. Like, when you see something, even though you're not losing, that's not good or, you know, like, it's some, like, just like with Eric Swenson. Like, you knew when Eric Swenson was going to face a really good defensive end, it's probably going to be a, there's some trouble there. Like, there's, you notice things that are going wrong or not, you know, running as smoothly as they should be. And that you worry they're going to come back to bite you. So when you complain about that stuff, I'm I'm fully supportive of that. No, and I, I think that that's fair points. They're all fair points. And, you know, it's funny that 
even going back to that week leading up to the Kansas State game, Alex Grinch kind of he kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen as far as the turnover thing isn't a big deal until it is a big deal. Yeah. And their inability to uh, force any turnover. Their last turnover, Bob, was uh, Neville Gallimore, right? Against Gallimore. Tech. And that was, that was more so just a hustle play on yep. his part to knock a ball from behind than anything. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, in a way that this Iowa State game in the next couple of weeks with Baylor, who I think is, you know, we can get into the Big 12 stuff uh, later on in the podcast just as far as, you know, Baylor. Rankings. Kind of crazy, yeah. like, what Baylor's doing. But anyways, I, I think it's just kind of interesting that, you know, you look at Oklahoma and going into this, these next couple of weeks, I'm pretty intrigued to see what this team is. Like, I think that everybody, is this team closer to what you saw in the first seven games or is it closer to what you saw in Manhattan as far as a team that handled adversity uh, very poorly, uh, couldn't get off the field, uh, just basically kind of looked like an unfinished product in a way that it makes you wonder, you know, what what is this team made out of? I think I have an inkling of what they are, but we'll see. I mean, you could you could sit here and tell me that OU is going to win out and do it uh, impressively. You could also make the case that OU is going to go down to Waco and get beat, uh, possibly get beat in Stillwater, and all of a sudden you look up and OU's a nine and three team as opposed to a team playing for their fifth Big Twelve title. Like I, I, I think you can make legitimate arguments for both sides of it. And that's why I, that happens. They better start Rattler in the bowl game. Then. <laughs> well, I mean, season's uh, over. That's why I was they'll glad use, they'll have to use Florida State search form uh, to uh, look for a head coach as well. I, I was glad we got Trey Brown Monday because he's the one. He's the one in Manhattan that had the two golden opportunities. Maybe that one near the end zone would have been a tough one, but that fourth quarter one when Skylar Thompson's thrown back into the middle of the field, we agreed last week that if Trey catches that, the Sooner most likely win that game. And it was nice to hear Trey. You know, kind of just say it has been tough to get get over because he's letting those chances slip by. These aren't like made up ones where only in their minds. Like there's one against Texas. He said he thought he almost had. It's like no, you were just playing catch up to try to make sure you could knock it away. Kansas State was the first game where it's like you're actually really missing out on chances that this team needs. What's amazing is Trey Brown when we first met him. It was that Bedlam game on the road. And had two picks. He, he intercepted like three passes he in a row, two. and they like overturned they, the first two. They overturned both of his picks, yes. Uh, like he couldn't, every time the ball went in the air, he was intercepting it. And now it hits him right in the face, and he can't catch it. It's bizarre. So, yeah, I mean, Iowa State, I think, and I guess we should talk about uh, the playoff. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the playoff rankings did come out yesterday. Before we do that, let me remind you guys, uh, MidFirst Bank, the title sponsor of the Unofficial 40 podcast, uh, appreciate them jumping on board this season with us. Uh, and they've got a special web page set up for you uh, because they would like you to uh, have a little OU in your, in your wallet. Uh, they are the uh, exclusive provider of the OU credit card. And if you just go to this site, midfirst.com slash u 40 that's midfirst.com slash U40. You can sign up for the OU Rewards credit cards right there. Apply now. Shows you a little picture of the card. It's just a big, big crimson card with the OU logo on it. Every time you uh, whip that baby out, you'll also be registered for a chance to win the ultimate game day experience. 
Uh, and this is how it works. Every qualifying purchase made with your OU Rewards credit card earns you a chance to win the ultimate game day experience with VIP tickets to a football or basketball game. Plus, you get 500 bucks. So uh, you'll enjoy 0% APR for the first year. Uh, so 12 months, 0%. Uh, go, ahead and, go ahead and sign up for that. Uh, you can apply today, and uh, you'll earn 15,000 bonus points by spending $1,000 in the first 90 days from your account opening. So midfirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Sign up for the Midfirst Bank uh, OU Rewards credit card today. All right, so the playoff rankings come out last night. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you because uh, I really feel like we've just banged you over the head today and kept you in the background. Um, what were your thoughts? Was it kind of what you expected? I, I, I would assume it's, it's what we all kind of expected. I thought Oklahoma was going to be anywhere from 7 to 9. I, I thought all those things were possible. I'm a little surprised they came out below Utah. Um, I don't really know what Utah has on the resume that really exceeds what Oklahoma's done. Um, Georgia, it's a it's a question of do you like the bad loss more or do you like the the good wins? Mm-hmm. Georgia's got better wins. Oklahoma has a far less ugly loss. So I you know I don't know what to make of that. But I mean, the thing that's clear: Oklahoma needs a lot of help. This is not gonna. I mean, I you just look at it. One of I, I, you've got to think of LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Almost certainly, or uh, certainly one of them's getting in, and there's a good bet on two. Ohio State's almost certainly going to make it, or Penn State, one of the two. Clemson's getting in; they've got a free ride to the the playoffs. There, it's just really hard to see how those numbers are going to work out, short of like that 2007 season that just became utter chaos in the last month. Yeah, this feels a lot like 2016, where even though OU started to play their best ball during October, November, that one and two start, you never felt they had a real chance of making the playoff. It feels like even if they run the table this year, it's just going to be incredibly difficult to still sneak in at number four because we know that there's teams ahead of them that are going to lose. What we don't know is when the loser of Penn State, Ohio State, the loser of Bama, LSU, are they? If they're still ahead of OU, what can the Sooners actually do to get ahead of some of those teams? I think it's pretty funny, though. At the same time, that Utah has less than a five percent chance to play in the college football playoff. Like, even if they went out, yeah. And I think it's just interesting how the college football playoff committee looks at this thing, as far as uh, you know, like even, and I, I understand the strength of schedule, the game, the game control, shit, wins, all of that, top but 25 it's wins. just, it's insane to me to think that a team like a Baylor that's undefeated is behind all these one loss teams. It's like we talked about, it's a, it's if, a blue blood thing. It's, I know it's it the is. Unaf- if, it's the, if you switch, and two if, loss it's teams. the unspoken rules of the college playoff if you switch, rankings If you switch the resumes though, in Oklahoma, I mean, uh, if, yeah, if Oklahoma had Baylor's resume, there's no chance that a one-loss Baylor would yeah. be oh nine, yeah. and a undefeated Oklahoma would be twelve. 12. Yeah. Like, there's just no way that would happen, and that's why I just think like it. And I'm not going to go off on the Heisman Trophy again, I swear. But it's just it's another one of those examples, and it it benefits Oklahoma. So there's no reason to bitch about it. But if you're an OU fan, but it just there's only 
six or seven teams that can win the national title in football unless you fill out the criteria of a non-blue blood. And that's, and one of them is you have to go undefeated. Uh, by the way, I, I'll, I'll play this in a little bit, but there was... Uh, anyway... Here's my thoughts. Just the meltdown on the uh, teleconference. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> it was. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, you're right. I mean, the the whole thing with with uh, Alabama is their their strength of schedule is crap. Like, yeah. if they lose to LSU, they shouldn't be in over another conference champion. And that's if they're really going to value conference champions and in, in conference title games. That's what gives OU an advantage. Like sure. they they really need LSU to beat Alabama. Yes, I I agree because Alabama beating LSU, OU won't jump LSU. Correct. Right. Yeah, LSU correct. beats Alabama, OU will jump Bama. I think. Yeah, I I guess my next question would be, how and why, what what is the the method to the madness as far as like a five thirty eight and their projections. Have you delved into any of that? I've just left as far that to as, you to like, see. OU, even this morning, if they win out, if LSU wins out, if Clemson wins out, uh, and if Ohio State wins out, and Oregon wins out, we'll throw Oregon in there, too, because mm-hmm. yep. that would mean that they would be beating Oregon Utah. has Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon State left. That's all they have yeah. left. So they're not going to get any quality wins. And neither is Utah, because they have Colorado, uh, UCLA, at UCLA, who holds their, if they went out there, the Pac-12 yeah, they're South in champions, the Pac- they're, which yeah. if you would have told me that leaving the Rose Bowl, I would have said you're insane. They control their Although, own Although I was going through PTSD after almost getting shot. So <laughs> uh, it, it's just crazy. Like if all those teams went out, OU has like a 66 or 67% chance of getting in. If Oregon doesn't win out, if they lose, that number goes all the way up to like 79%, that, which that it just, that those numbers don't make sense to me knowing with what you see when the college football playoff committee puts out their rankings with that said though i understand like if if a conference if it does if a conference champion doesn't get in like if an oklahoma didn't get in over an alabama we should never talk about conference championships meaning a thing you know where everybody is truly f-ed, though here's the scenario where everybody is screwed completely is if Georgia beats an undefeated LSU in the SEC championship game. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Then it's Ohio State. And, boy, Clemson might be in trouble at that point. I mean, if you're just talking about resumes, they could be in trouble in that. Well, and I think that that would just all of a sudden come down Depends on what happens in the Big Ten. It would would become a festival of – it would actually be the country versus the SEC. Just the SEC quarterfinals. Basically, put, because I mean, I, I, how good is Georgia? I really don't know. I don't think Notre Dame's good at all. Georgia is regressing offensively under Kirby Smart. Like, Jake Fromm is not the Jake Fromm he even was when OU played him in the Rose Bowl. Like, he's getting worse. It's like S, they're, like, becoming more he SEC had better by receiver. the week. Yeah, he had better. Well, they're becoming more pre-Tua um, Alabama. sure. sure. He's Jake from Travelers Insurance, not State Farm. Yeah, he's we. He's they should down. just call him Jake from the, from now on. <laughs> just no longer call him from. That would be bad. Uh, somebody like if Kitty Maine was still doing uh, sports and every night, he he'd come up with that. I bet there'd be no O and from. Yeah, Jake from. But that is that is um, that's the nightmare scenario. Yep. Although I don't know that Georgia's good enough to beat LSU. 
or Alabama? I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I I kind of might be leaning towards LSU winning this weekend. I think they're going to. I, 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 I don't think, think Tua's going to be anywhere near yep. 100%. So then, I think so, even if he can go, he won't be right. Is that the thing that keeps Bama afloat? Yeah, that's afloat the thing. Because Tua wasn't. You really 100%. want Tua to be healthy. Well, here's the and here's the other argument to be which made. Is just it, it still blows my mind that there's a mentality at which I I think that there is some credence to it. Just as far as sit Tua, just don't let him play. And if yeah. they do that, if I'm LSU, I sit Burrow. <laughs> they already have a better schedule or a better resume. They basically and they wouldn't be punished for losing on the road. Might as well just sit your quarterback. Yeah, like what a terrible precedent that is. And I understand but why you're the still playoff playing committee. For the, the problem with that is you're you're playing for sure, a division. Sure, sure. So I mean, no, that makes sense. It, that would be taking it to the next extreme for sure. That's never punting, is what that is. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think that. Well, I could see Ed Orgeron one day graduating to a never punt type of coach. But Nick Saban is never going to do that. No. But here, okay, so here's the other scenario that, that I think is interesting to talk about with the playoff rankings, and that is, let's say OU wins out. What is the best scenario for them in the Big 12 title game? Because I think it is Kansas State winning out. They need a lot of help then. Well, but yeah, but... They I, need Baylor to fall flat. I don't think Baylor is that good. I But they'd have to lose three times. I know, but they three times be, in Three times in the next... Uh, four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the problem. But they have to play Texas still. They have to play TCU. They have to play Oklahoma. And they get to get and against then Kansas. Kansas. And then they get Kansas. I mean, it's, I mean, unless you can get a bunch of teams with two losses and then tiebreakers go crazy. You would have to... Because I, 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 Baylor's I, beat Kansas State. Right. I almost think that Baylor would have to lose this week for that to yeah, become you're right. a possibility no, you're right. in a way. Because they do own the tiebreaker with Kansas State. And... Uh, you know, I I don't think did I just miss something last week when Max Dugan got hurt? It was late and he'd already thrown a bunch of picks. I okay. mean OU OSU was I thought that came out of nowhere. OSU was just murdering and him. Alex Delton's left the program. Yeah, yeah, they're starting like a they put the Collins. <laughs> they're kid starting back a in. walk on. He hurt his hand and then Collins came in, but then Duggan came back and I think he threw another interception. So they were just like, Okay, well let's just go with Collins I got the rest you. of the way. Hey, guys, another big breaking update. Trace, Trace Ford's really good at football. Yeah, he is. I, uh, I like that kid from the moment I saw him. Would you I rather know. Wete or Ford? I think that'll be something we're all looking back in the next two, three years. Yep. Uh, now, with Wete, you can obviously make the argument of, did that open o- D.C. up for Oklahoma and Samaria? I mean, like, did that change their their ability to go get Aaron Parks and Anton Harrison? Did they make those guys more viable? Which, and they already had. The case, they already had. Maybe. Um, Golly, why can't I Parnell remember? Parnell Motley and well, Parnell uh, Motley and and sure. then uh, Will Johnson and uh, Charles Tapper. Yeah, well, those are Baltimore guys, but you know, same. Yeah, basically the same idea. Um, now, I, guys, have you looked at Texas's remaining schedule? I, I was I was in a board chat earlier this week. I think it's there's be a better chance that Texas is six and six yep. than they're eight and four. Wow. It's They've not got, an easy stretch. Wowie, wow. Kansas, and they just got Kansas a commitment yesterday week. from somebody. Yep. Uh, wide receiver out of Hutto. So, I mean, not, you know, right right in their backyard. Uh, then they go to Iowa State, at Baylor, and then you'd think they would win their last one at home against Texas Tech. 
right now I could make an argument. Right now I'd probably say two and two. That that's my guess. I think they'll go seven and five. Mm-hmm. But if you were going to tell me three and one or one and three, I'd I'd take one and three. I'm, I'm telling I think, you, man. That, I mean, this that, weekend is a major swing game for them. I could because yes, if yep. they win this weekend, you probably you go three and one at worst. Yeah. If you, I'm going to say this: if you've had a disappointing year, and you go to the Sugar Bowl, and you're in the Big Twelve, throw the game. Don't win <laughs> <Right>? that game. <laughs> it leads we just to bad saw it things. <laughs> Twice. Like, now. and you don't even have to throw it as a head coach. Like. Just know, if you're an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator, you're probably going to get fired the next year. Like, Todd Orlando should have thrown that game. Just like Josh Heupel should have thrown that game. Is there any credence to uh, they're beat up and young? Or is well, that yeah, just I mean, an it's, excuse? It's, it's not an excuse. It's reality. Or reality. But they're but, young but, every but year. Tell me why Sam Ellinger has had a poor year. No, I, I, that's... Well, I, I think there's a lot of people yelling at their uh, listening device right now saying because he's a shitty quarterback. Or maybe it's because, I mean, DeVernay became their best receiver. Like, what? where did that come from? Like, Colin Johnson, we've talked about him many times. Like, I thought there's a reason Eagles got pissed off because he was making plays, but he was never getting the ball. I thought he was a good receiver. He was probably the best receiver in that OU game. Yeah, I would say so. I can't even remember the stats, but... Colin, Josh, you... Kind of with the was was one of the first people to be carrying this banner, but Colin Johnson's completely disappeared. I I like I said, I mean, he's one of those guys that I get it. All the parts are there, but the sum doesn't equal them. I mean, there, there's of, a lot to like. Is but. he one of those guys that maybe looking back at it should have came out? Well, I mean, if his if little Jordan Humphrey's any indication, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, that's true. But, and the leading receiver in the conference, the kid from Texas Tech, came out early and didn't, yeah, get didn't even get drafted. A lot of lot of respect for receivers in the NFL from the Big Twelve. So I wonder what Tylen Wallace will do because I got to think go. I got to think he was going to get drafted pretty high. Yep, I just physical skills. He wasn't like he wasn't. He wasn't a product of his height or, you know, you know, just, oh, he was fast as hell, and he's great in one-on-one situations. I mean, he's just a, he's a baller. Just show him that play against Iowa State and be like, okay, I'll oh hang up the Oh, my God. You know, yeah, I, like, can, I can do this for you. This is my resume. Yeah. This is it. I mean, he's I, like the one guy that, you know, is right there with CeeDee Lamb where you just like, they have just holy shit plays. Yeah, every time yeah. they touch the ball, you have a feeling yeah. that they could break it. Well, think of your team. Like, if if the Colts came or like they're going to use a second round pick on Tylen Wallace, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I got no problem with that. So now, first rounder where he might have been before, no, probably not. But second, third round guy, I'd take him all day. And for that, how much is he going to move up in a year? Maybe 15, 20 spots, maybe. I mean, it's 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 just not worth it when you look at it from you know financial side of things you know what's bizarre is you can say like last year was the year to come out if you're a receiver but think of all those guys we just mentioned that didn't even get drafted sure the guy from arizona state that just got active for the patriots um what's the name the Kyrie kelly or whatever nikhil harris Harris. yeah nikhil harris or whatever yeah like he was a wasn't he in the first round last year or the end of the first round he was the last Mm -hmm. pick by the patriots the I have seen though the draft class at wide receiver this year is it looks ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's I mean, crazy good. Jerry Judy, you got the kid, oh, yeah. the uh, Chenault kid at uh, Colorado, uh, mm-hmm. Ceedee Lamb, Rager, 
T. Higgins. Henry uh, Ruggs at Alabama. Henry Ruggs. Uh, Wallace, obviously, if he decides to come out. Uh, Peoples-Jones at Michigan. Yep. I mean, it's it's pretty loaded this year. Yeah, it's going to be a good draft. Guys, I never thought I would say this in the preseason. I could make a real case that C.D. Lamb should be the number one receiver. Like, I love Jerry Judy, man. I, I mean, I love him. But the stuff Lamb is doing in moments when Oklahoma needs him is just – that's like number one alpha wide receiver stuff. It's, it's like kind of it, – he's not the same build, but it's very Julio Jones-ish. Yeah. The 75-yarder, because they lost, probably doesn't get the respect that it should. Would that be a fair way to put it? I, I think that's exactly right. How many – I'm just trying to think of how many times even a really good receiver – would have gone down on that play. He could have given up on that play four different times, mm-hmm. and he just kept working downfield and kept working downfield. No, I, I completely agree. He's been he's been exceptional, and you know it's funny that really it's come on in the last month of the uh, this past month of the season. Just as far as I mean, weren't we sitting here on the unofficial forty? What was that the week before the Tech game? Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about eh, maybe this guy, he, this guy needs to show up a little bit. He wasn't getting touches, and then he's he, not his problem. And then he had a million yards and a million touchdowns, and we're talking about him like we are now. Now we're he talking, has, talking about running backs. He is number ten in the country right now in receiving yards. He has thirty six catches. The closest guy to him in the uh, in front of him has fifty three, and that guy has let's see. There's a 53 with 962, so he has about 150 yards on 17. So <laughs> CD need like 11 yards of catch to catch him. Like I mean, just insane what he's doing. All right, I've just I don't know. I got sucked down a rabbit hole just checking my mentions, just making sure no more Facebook interlopers were attacking me from Florida State. <laughs> yeah, let's talk, Kerry. I mean, Sooner Scoop had a serious. 48 hours in the spotlight wow. thanks to Eddie, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, and you in Florida State. You're welcome. That's what we do. That's what we do, baby. <laughs> no, it was just, it was crazy. It's been, a, it's been a, like, I remember coming out of the bye week and thinking last weekend was so slow and plodding. I was like, God, we have four more weeks. Like, now it's Wednesday, and I feel like I just had that thought five minutes ago. Like, game weeks are ridiculous. And then when stuff like that happens, it's just even more ridiculous. The whole entire Bob Stoops thing, though, is... Well, you guys know, like, I I didn't give it any credence because I just knew it was bullshit from the beginning. Tallahassee, Florida is the trashiest city in the the country. A lot of of Wendy's in Tallahassee. It, the whole entire thing, I, I, I guess we'll go back all the way... off at that, like, club that had wood everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on the corner, that was like the big, I don't know what the name of that place was. I bought some meth from behind there. I stayed <laughs> up all night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just, it's an interesting city. I can see why people uh, party all the time and do nothing but It's a lovely campus and, and everything, but yeah. like the their campus corner area, they don't really have one. It's yeah, just it's a just weird. A, Tallahassee is a weird town. It's a weird little collection of places around the campus. I'll just say it's a, sh- it's a shit. It's, it's a shithole. It's there's a reason uh, like that to me is the very definition of the dirty South. When people say the dirty South, I know that's Atlanta, but as a whole, I'd say Florida's a top or bottom ten state. But can you really say me. Tallahassee's in Florida though? No, that's true. It's it's more <laughs> it's like it's so in Alabama, far away. From Florida's everything just such else. a weird 
just a weird place. I don't. There's like no Florida's other way to say. Florida's kind of like driving from El Paso through Texas. It's like, oh, we've been in Florida for six hours now. You can I mean, like, and you haven't even mm-hmm. gone south yet. Hollywood, Florida to Tallahassee is like four hundred something miles, four hundred and fifty miles. The, is there a more polar opposite area in one state than like South Beach to Tallahassee? No, or, you know. Well, like, trying to think of somewhere in California. I mean, I've never really been to Northern California, though. I mean, San Diego is totally different from San Francisco. Sure, but not. Is that because of the? Uh, but it's. Game? I mean, it's just closer to Mexico. There's more, you know, Mexico influence. That's why we're trying to build a wall down there, Kerry. Uh, oh, man. The Bay is just homeless drug addicts. Yeah. Now. Although homeless, rich, homeless drug uh, addicts, rich tech like industry. Or, or yeah. yeah uh, there's no middle. There's no middleman. <laughs> My best friend lives there, and he's lived there forever. And his family has money. He works for the IRS. But, uh, yeah, he probably couldn't live there if just off of what he makes at the IRS so it's I don't know it's a weird discussion um so anyway like but you guys knew this I didn't want to really get into it I didn't want to bother Bob because I just thought it was a bullshit thing but then what happens is once someone with a TV station starts reporting things the, the joke was on it. us as, yeah. looking back on it the joke was on us to even take that seriously but it's like it's not us taking it seriously. It's the general public. No, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If right. you have a report from a television station, it's it's kind of like you know we we talk about people don't care where their news comes from, and you know they just want. That's why aggregation is such a huge industry now in Absolutely. journalism. Like they don't care. They just want their news. Like they don't care if like our users have told us like we don't care if your rumors aren't true. We just want your rumors. Like we don't we don't care. If someone didn't really break their leg, just tell us they broke their leg. So we have something to talk it, about. It opens up an entire conversation about uh, where we are in, I don't even want to say journalism, but like just society as a whole, just as far as people want information. Uh, it's gone from a who's reporting it to, okay, that's being reported. Now let's see if it's true type thing. Like, and it, it's funny to like hear it, but that's true. It's like people don't care who reports it. It's put it out there and then see it, the validity of it or Am put I it right? out there and then keep checking because you can hide behind. Well, these sources have told me this or this source has told me this anybody can be a source i don't know for a fact but this is how i think you're right anybody can be a source it's and it it's up to the reporter and if they value their reputation and 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 if they are responsible like i don't want to be wrong on something like i would rather not you know not report something if i didn't feel good about it if there was a chance I was going to be wrong. Yeah, but you could say deals fall through because that's what. And I don't want to play that bullshit <laughs> game. Hey, yeah, the, the I don't want to play. Fall well, it was going to happen, <laughs> but uh, Bob Stoops talk got talked out of it Bob, by his good friends Kirk Herbstreet and Paul, <laughs> Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> that was an actual motherfucking report. Let me put it this hey. way, or let me ask you guys: Do you think 15 years ago, 
you report something like that, Bob Stoops is going to be the next head coach at, uh, and I forget how like well, weird say the Florida was, or, or, Florida or whatever. You put it out there like that, like you would lose your job. There would there would be a credibility, you would lose all credibility type yeah. factor. Mm-hmm. With this, it's like, oh, well... Well, that's the thing you're talking about, though. There's so many people that are playing reporter that are playing, oh, I have sources, my sources are telling me this. Like, people have learned to play the source game, and they've also learned to play the game, like you said, oh, it's a fluid situation. It's developing all the time. We don't know, you know, this is what we're hearing, but it's a fluid situation, and that may change, like... People have learned to be con men with information. And people buy into it. This girl at this TV station in Tallahassee was, I mean, didn't have good sources. Let me ask you, Carrie, do you think that this was another, this is kind of what I have thought about this Florida State thing, and it might be a little bit of a bigger picture as far as, um, how programs get to the point that they 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 are or where they are right now it seems like this is a little bit of what you've seen at texas and usc in the last couple years as far as probably and this is just a generalization because i don't know this for a fact but no leadership as far as the athletic department goes Mm -hmm. big money boosters that are have trying too much control that have too much control too much say too much uh too much time on their hands yes. to a certain extent and they get involved with reporters and reporters trust these people and all of a sudden you have a report out there that bob stoops is going to be the next head coach at florida state yeah i i do think look i think that they're i this is my theory on kind of what happened is that I think probably Neil Cornrich did reach out, did probably talk to somebody at Florida State who is Bob Stoops' agent. And one of these boosters started leaking that. Boosters. And it may have been an exploratory thing for Neil Cornrich just doing his job, which is, you know, what agents do. Like, he's made Bob Stoops a lot of money. He's brought him really good deals. He's He has got him raises. Yeah, I mean, that's he's doing his job. His job, he, he you know, he put together the XFL deal. Like, He's just doing his job. But that doesn't mean Bob Stoops was interested. It means that he was going to go back to Bob Stoops and say, hey, I met with Florida State. This is what I think. This is where they are financially. Would you be interested in this? Like, do I think that maybe something exploratory happened like that? Yes, because the guy, he's the agent. He's trying to do his job. And then it, you know, got leaked by one booster. Like, we're meeting with Bob Stoops' agent. Or, you know, someone took a meeting with Bob Stoops' agent. And then it all of a sudden becomes... Uh, it's like anything else. It's like you go interview for a job and you go home to your family. And you're like, I think it went really well. Like, I think I'm going to get the job. And, you know, two hours later, they'll call you and say, I'm sorry. You know, we, 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 we have full, you know, we filled the position. And it's just you don't you get hopeful in those situations. And I think they I think some people in power got very hopeful. Uh, and you you kind of do one of Without those things anything, where if you, you say know, it out yeah. loud and you kind of talk yourself into it, and that's basically kind of what you just said was, uh, I think everybody's been there, whether it be a sports team or something that they really wanted or, you know, whatever. It's like, if you just keep telling yourself it's going to happen, uh, <laughs> sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And and let's face it, Florida State is desperate for, for someone. I mean, yeah. I, I think the whole entire, the craziest thing about this, Josh, 
they won a national championship five years ago, and it feels like it was 45 years ago. Do they feel that different than Nebraska right this moment? Not to me. Yeah. I mean, they feel that no, far away that's exactly from right. relevance. Now, the the thing I'll say, and I don't want to get too deep into like, oh, you know, Big J journalism and all that kind of crap, but this is where, okay, clearly this the, the Allison Posey and some of the other people we've talked about, there was clearly they were hearing things. I mean, I don't believe for a second this girl just threw things against the wall. She had some reason to believe what she did. But at the same time, you've got to come back and say, I'm going to talk to, you know, what, what is she, the ABC reporter or ABC, something? Yeah. yeah. Go, go to the OKC ABC affiliate and be like, hey, I'm hearing some things. Would Bob Stoops from Florida State make any sense? Bob Stoops always valued the continuity and the just how well organized and well streamed the athletic department was at Oklahoma. There's nothing about that at Florida State. There's nothing that feels if, – if, no other evidence. Look at this. Look at how this is. I, you almost wonder if this was a test by Bob Stoops. Like, let's see if my agent, if he has a meeting, let's see how fast this gets out. Like, let's see how quick this all happens. I guarantee you if this was a Joe Castiglione run thing, it would not move no, like this. A- no, absolutely no, not, yeah. None of us would have known yet. Like, I, I don't believe that for a second. So I this almost like let's let's throw up this weather balloon and see what happens here. So like you you've got to go back and check a little bit and see does does this really add up and or am I just going to go with my sources that don't really know Bob? I don't know Bob and I don't know if that's a fit for him and if it makes any sense. The thing I mean I didn't think it was legit in the first place, but then when you said sure. he's keeping Kendall Briles, yeah, that just, didn't make sense. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah. What is going that on was here? that was red flag number one. I think it's pretty widely known. Bob Stoops isn't a very big fan of the the, the Bryles family. family. Yeah, like or their so they're, son-in-law, he, even though he played for him. Yeah, Jeff Lebby. He's gonna keep the guy around, and not only keep the guy around, mentor <laughs> Kendall Bryles to be the next head coach. And, and we know Bob Stoops is known for that's one thing he's proud of more than anything is being known as running clean programs and not not getting into NCAA trouble. So do you think the first thing he's going to do is hire a member of the Art Bryles family? Pretty incredible. And his, and his whole time, with all the great assistants he had, he never once had a coach in waiting or even like a rumor of a backdoor handshake. You know, like, okay, like this guy's going to be the guy whenever Bob steps down. It worked out that way with Lincoln, but like I don't think that was ever – like Bob's, I don't think Bob woke up when he, you know, the year after Lincoln was hired and said, okay, that's my future successor. Like, I think that's the way it moved over time, but it was never the plan. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just became that thing where he felt like it was a good time for him to quit. I mean, he talks about this in his book and it's a good time for him to quit and felt good that Lincoln was the guy, uh, you know, his staff would be taken care of. They, they'd stay intact and they'd be taken care of. So like, he just felt like it was a good time. And, Obviously, he's partying with the tequila company when Dan Marino, it you know, at a casino shaped like a Les Paul guitar. So he's enjoy, he's enjoying he's himself. enjoying life. He's going to coach in the XFL where there's absolutely no pressure. The only the only pressure he has is just to do enough publicity to get people to yep. come to games. Hey, was yep. that is that hotel the one that we saw that yes, they were building? It is. Is it? it? It's, it's finally finished. Yeah, it's crazy. It took it just opened. That like, it just dawned on me that that's yeah, that where was they were. So badass. I mean, it's a skyscraper shaped like a Les Paul guitar. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. It's probably the most incredible thing they I have think in Florida. It cost them three billion to build that or something. That's unbelievable. 
By the way, I want to remind you guys coming up uh, this weekend, uh, some of you, I hope, I hope are getting out of the doldrums of the Kansas State loss and are interested in going to Iowa State at Oklahoma. Uh, because if you go to SeatGeek right now, SeatGeek.com, uh, or download the app, the prices are falling, and tickets are going to start going faster and faster. So if you're hearing this, you need to download the SeatGeek app. I, I, see, I, I put in just now, okay, I want two tickets. What kind of prices can I get? They're down to $33, but that's for the very upper deck. Like if you want to get decent seats uh, closer to the field, uh, and not be freezing your ass off up there in the jet stream, uh, those tickets are going to go really fast. And they're still reasonable tickets on SeatGeek uh, because you know what they do is they go to all the, the tickets that are out there. They put them all in one place. They make it easy to find. They show you the best deal. Uh, they've got over 50,000 five-star reviews uh, in the app stores. Uh, so, yeah, they rate them all on a scale of 1 to 10. And you can just go through there. It's really easy. Uh, like I'm looking at this one, $47 upper deck rated 9.2, an amazing deal. Uh, I'm trying to find, I mean, here's a lower deck for 44, 9.4. So it's an even better deal. You can search by those ratings, whatever. Uh, but also SeatGeek will give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Just download that SeatGeek app today. Use promo code SCOOP for $10 off your first purchase. So that's our promo code. Put it in, scoop, and they'll give you $10 off your first purchase. So thanks to SeatGeek also for being a great sponsor of the Unofficial 40. So, yeah, I mean, just to wrap it up, all this stuff comes out. I called Bob, or I just texted him the night before, and I did you know exactly what Josh explained. That's what I did. I called our Florida State guys. And I said, look, I don't think there's anything to this, but I want you to tell me if you think that there's anything real there and they said well these people have told us some things we do think that he's a candidate uh but then he said you know the administration's mess up here and you know nobody really knows you know everything and i said well i'll tell you what first off do you think the Ken O'Brien stuff is true and he's like yes we're hearing that i said well that's a red flag i don't think bob would ever hire Art or Kendall Bryles to be his offensive coordinator. I said, the second thing is he values leadership and stability in the administration more as much as anything. And I'm telling you right now, if it's a mess, I don't think this is a realistic thing. And so, but after talking to him, I thought, okay, I'll go ahead and text Bob. This was like 1045. I'd already seen the tequila picture. So I figured he was hammered and would not get back to me. And, and then he did the next morning. And he just told me it wasn't legitimate and, you know, that he'd been at a casino all day and uh, was at a, a benefit for Dan Marino's charity that, you know, the night before uh, and that he hadn't been talking to Florida State. And he wasn't, you know, interviewing for the, he wasn't in Florida interview for a job there. So he just said, it's not, it's not accurate. It's not true. And I, you know, you feel kind of bad, like quote tweeting that poor TV girl. But at the same time, you dug yourself that you shouldn't hole. feel bad at all. I mean. It, I mean, it, it sucks for her, but that's the, if, if there's any type of, uh, I don't want to say like conclusion because I guess it's not really concluded, but it, that's, she deserves it. If you're going to put it out there, you would say that like she deserves it. I, I think she should be fired. I don't think she should have a job anymore, but that's just me. Uh, I look, 
I and this is what else I did. I didn't because she kept doubling down. That's the thing that yeah. It's just people it, did give her chances to hedge, and she didn't take it. Absolutely, and, Josh. Until until Feldman and Carrie and Herb Street were involved, <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, you know, I'm here, and deals maybe, can I mean, fall things through. Can change. She hasn't deals erased. Can fall through. Yeah, she hasn't erased anything either. Which to is her. I mean, she well, knows good. that the internet yeah. doesn't forget. Yeah, don't you head out I, there. Note to everybody listening: Don't delete crap. It's going to get saved. If you report anything of meaning, it's it's going to end up. Just oh yeah, own if it, I, live with I, it. I can't delete anything because Josh will immediately screen capture it and send it to me. That's, I saw that you deleted this. That's a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> it's like, damn, I'm can't you just f- let me drink my whiskey and talk about music and just <laughs> let me decide well, I don't when think I'm anybody going too far? Talk about that. <laughs> that's usually all I'm deleting. It's just my random musical way too deep dive into philosophy. Yeah, hey, that, I know the tweet you're talking about. That was weird. Okay, everybody yeah, was uncomfortable I know. with that. <laughs> What you and Ryan oh, Adams, who's been accused of sexual assault, do I'm, look? I am not between yourselves. I I am out on Ryan it. Adams. Okay, you canceled you canceled Ryan Adams. Cancel culture. You've canceled him um, in your in your personal world. I haven't listened to one of his albums since the whole Me Too thing happened. Wow, that's he's, big. He's sketch. See, I, maybe I'm a bad person. I but. Stru- yeah, I struggle with that. <laughs> I can separate the artist from the person. But the, like, here's the thing, even his wife came out and said that he like it's crazy. screwed her around about her music career and stuff. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, maybe more. That. Yeah, that's not probably. I, I love Ryan Adams. I think he's a you know he was at one point a musical genius. He's kind of putting out so much crap now. It's just like, what's the point? Even he sold out. He didn't sell you didn't out. Like the Taylor Swift album? Did you? Oh my God, I did buy the Taylor Swift album, and it was pretty good. <laughs> It was pretty good. He did it. He did. There were a couple songs on there he did a really good job with. I can tell you that's the uh, that's the album Tiffany is most familiar with. But the, I do uh, have Ryan that Adams Taylor collection. Swift album on vinyl. I'm not lying. really. Yeah, I won't tell anybody that. I just I just <laughs> told, told everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. You can judge me all you want. The uh, coaching circle is going to be. Have they moved on Crazy. yet, by the way? Florida State, have they moved on to Mark Stoops officially? Uh, I don't think yet. I think that, well, I mean, as a whole, the fan base still thinks the Bob Stoops thing is happening because the president or the athletic director, whoever came out yesterday, uh, basically they're using that as a, well, it just can't be done this week because the boosters got involved and uh, they don't, the administration doesn't want it to move too quickly, which is a strange take, but. The booster. What he, what he was saying is the boosters are moving this yes. too f- far forward before we can even talk to people. It's like yes. they're hiring people and we haven't even done the interview process. We haven't yes. put the job out there. We still have by to. The way, I know that Bob Stoops would never interview for that job. That was another thing that people were like the Florida State fans, the Facebook you know people were trying to come after him like like Bob Stoops does. It. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying he, he. You guys were saying he was in Tallahassee interviewing. He was in Florida, in Miami area, not interviewing for the job in Tallahassee. And I love that everyone's defense is, well, Nick Saban said he wasn't going to Alabama. Yeah, that was Nick all Saban and Bob Soups are not the same person. <laughs> it's a very different animal we're talking about. Um, because I, somebody asked me last night, like, kind of look at the Power Five openings. This could be a really quiet year in coaching changes. I don't see a lot of big jobs coming open. Like I think that's why Florida State may be in a good spot, 
because I don't see a lot that's going to change. Like I think USC is the other one that you think, yeah, okay, that probably comes open. But I mean, you look around the Power Five. I didn't see hardly anything that I think's that. Well, enticing. PJ Fleck just signed an extension. Mm-hmm. I think that it could be, which that doesn't always mean a lot, but it it could be small. Like they're the the amount of opening or the number of openings sure. could be small, but the players in the the schools that will have openings is going to be massive. Like USC is a mass, massive job. Florida State's a massive Urban job. Urban can close that job sure. you know, with one answer. And I, I, I probably think he will because yeah. he's a son of a bitch like that. But I think Notre Dame could open. Yeah, I don't think Brian that Kelly's people are been, too happy with Brian Kelly. He's been up there forever. I just I hate saying this, but I just don't know. I think the the tenure of a coach is so much shorter than that. Like, if you're a coach, I don't know why you'd want to be at a school for 10 years anymore. I think Bob Stoops is the perfect example of somebody that can obviously still coach a little bit and just stayed at a place too long. Like, I, I think that what has always been said, like, if there's anything I learned in uh, the, you know, the hindsight of looking back at the the Bob Stoops era, he probably stayed on a couple years too many. Yeah, I, I, I just think he was part of, like, Nick Saban miraculously has spanned generations, but Bob literally hit a generational wall. Sure. In I, terms I of I think that's fair. But, he, I mean... And kind he was, of for the exact reasons that we started on. Saban is willing to shift his morality <laughs> wherever he needs to. Or hire as many people as he needs to. Exactly. Where Bob is going to do things the only way he can live with Josie is never going to allow a Nick Saban type faculty he's just not they just have way too many I mean Georgia has even more it's wild it's crazy it's a different it just means more it it does (laughs) in a way it's just a (laughs) different ball game the way that they operate in the SEC uh all right so to say they're doing it wrong (laughs) Let's say let's let's shift something here. There's some pretty big basketball stuff going on in the recruiting yes. world right now. Uh, next Thursday, Bryce Thompson Tuesday. or Tuesday, Tuesday? I keep thinking Thursday. Next Tuesday, Bryce Thompson's going to announce at Booker T uh, his college decision. He came out in the Tulsa World with a Final Four uh, of the teams he's going to choose from. And then yesterday, OSU is kind of trying to play uh, a little bit of a. a, a I don't know what you would call it. Not a shell game, but I mean, they're trying to to kind of build this momentum. Entice, yeah. Uh, Cade Cunningham commits to them, one of the top rivals, number two overall player. Uh, and then, I mean, Bob, you can take it from there. But I mean, just trying to set it up. But this is this is a huge deal getting ready to come down. It really is. You know, for um, probably the last two three months, it felt like OU was in the driver's seat a little bit. And then Kansas kind of surged ahead. And then after the official visit for Thompson to Norman a few weeks ago, it seemed like OU's brass had just a sense of resignation, that there was nothing more they could do to get Bryce to Norman. He was going to go to Lawrence. He was going to be with Bill, Bill Self, that relationship between Rod Thompson, his father, and Self, obviously. I mean, there was just nothing they could do to overcome that. But... Sooners are still swinging. You know, I think OSU is in it, but I think they're a healthy num- uh, number three because I do believe in the end that Rod would love if Bryce stayed closer to home and all three of those schools definitely fit that mold. But when you, you look at this, it, it seems like whatever goodwill that Lon Kruger has earned 
throughout the years, which is plenty. He's just cashing in all his chips. He's got Rayford Young uh, talking to Rod Thompson about why OU is the spot because you go to Kansas, you go to Kentucky, you're just another guy. You're a good guy, but you're just another guy where if you come to Norman, you are the guy. You use the Trey Young blueprint to a T, the marketing that you that, that can go with it, that you can do a one and done in Norman and make it to the next level. I think Trey Young opened a lot of doors in that regard. Yeah. So you don't have to be a one and done at Duke or Kentucky or Kansas. You can do it anywhere as long as you're good enough and you're going to be found. You got guys like Alonzo Trier, who of course was here in his seventh, eighth grade before he uh, left. He's talking to Bryce Thompson saying, hey, go to OU. I mean, this, this Trier went to Arizona, was a guy, you know, wasn't a superstar by any means. And I think he said, hey, learn from my mistake. You could go to this place and become the big man on campus. And you talk about Cade Cunningham, trying to mesh him with uh, Thompson. I think Sooner's doing the same thing. Davion Harmon, because I think I think we all agree now he won't be a one and done. He stays that second year, and then OU just throwing it all in for next year. Because I think Harmon would be two and done. Thompson would be one and done, and they would just go all out to make next year as great as it possibly could be. You'd, you'd have Reeves coming back for his senior year as well, which would look promising last night. How much do you think was? Uh, how much of a player do you think Davion Harmon was during uh, the official visit as far as basically tying himself to Bryce Thompson? Absolutely. There's no doubt. I mean, that were the two biggest marketing points for them was the one and done with Trey Young, and you could play with Harmon and the relationship that those guys have from playing ball in the past. You'd be the perfect one-two punch. You, you guys could do special things, and not only individually, but team-wise. You know you could make a run to the Final Four. You could be a lottery pick. Everything that you want to do because you think you should go to Lawrence, you could do it just as well if you stayed in Norman. If you if you had to guess right now, if you're if we fired you along with the ABC uh, news girl in Tallahassee and made you pick, where would you pick? It's still Kansas. On Wednesday morning, it is still Kansas. But I love that OU keeps firing its shots because I really thought they were just going to say, you know what, Gabe, we gave it our best shot. We'll see if Bryce changes his mind. Now They're they still attempting to change his they mind. They can't take a current player on a visit can they like a like, like an in-home visit like a hamptons parting uh, shot <laughs> yeah the thunder yeah could they just park like davion Harmon, like at the no you know downtown loft or whatever no over by the bok bryce would have to come to campus again well they should just i mean and you got trey just, phipps you've got trey phipps him. which is his teammate booker t committed ou you know yeah. he's been working there's a you got you got the relationship with Pooh. There's so much stuff that the students have used to their advantage and done everything they possibly can. Just don't know if it's going to be enough. Well, and you know we're not beyond you know other you know trying to get other people that cover you know high school and stuff to kind of give us their opinions. But like you know, talk to Bill Hasten. He's known Rod Thompson forever. Uh, I think at one point. They had they before he decided he was going to have this big commitment ceremony. Like they were just going to announce it through Bill Hasten and the Tulsa World, and like he's been all over. Like I asked him this morning, like 
He doesn't know. Like, he thought it was OU at one it point. It felt like I mean, OU until after the OU visit, because that felt that was the moment OU locks him down, and instead it's when the door opened more. Yeah. So I'm not saying the Sooners did it wrong, but whatever it did, didn't resonate or connect with Bryce at that moment. I feel since the visit, OU's gained more ground as maybe they figured out what they needed to stress more, and mm-hmm. they've done it. And again, maybe sometimes it's not the message, but the messenger. When Alonzo Trier, Rayford Young, they're not Lon Kruger, they're not you know Carlin Hartman, they're not those guys. When it's not guys associated with the program telling you this, maybe it resonates just a little bit more. What's the Trier connection there? Just th- a Tulsa kid? I think it's just you know the, when he was here. Because he was a class of 2015 guy. And he went to Arizona. Yeah, and, you know, he was only here. It was the OKC Storm Mm -hmm. for two years. Which is a homeschool team here in Oklahoma. Homeschool team. And it just got around all those guys just playing with them. You know, he was always the oldest of them among Trey and and Bryce. But that basketball community gets so tight-knit when you're on the road all through the spring and summer. And it did... Sound, feel weird that because I I mean Trier was always never going to be a Sooner and I think it's because he believed he could never be a one and done at a place like OU and then two years later he saw Trey Young do just that and it made him realize you know what maybe I could I could have been that guy that did it first let me at least let Bryce know I think he should be OU because the opportunity is there for him for everything that he wants to do. I'm just trying to think of what, you know, other things they could do to make an impression. They have, like, the whole team show up, like, outside his house, like, with the candlelight vigil or something. Well, you think about what the football coaches did for Marvin Wilson. You remember? They had all yeah, they had like five that. coaches. They're all wearing, like, jerseys. Some, sometimes it By just way, doesn't matter. Mark you got, Wilson. You got to look, to, you gotta look at the family members. Are they smiling, Bob? Are they, are they not? <laughs> do they have an arm around each other? What's crazy? Marvin Wilson, very good player. Like he's, he's, he's having a great. He might be like he's he's inching towards a possible first pick in the draft, kind of. Seriously, like number I one overall. Well, I okay, I went too far. First, first round, round for sure. Yeah. First round, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he a guy that leaves after this year because of what's what's oh, going God, on? Oh, I would, I would think you, so. You'd have to think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's eligible. What what's he going to come back to? I mean. The, the, you just don't know what the marriage of Bob and Kendall Bryles is going to look like on that side of the ball. And there's a lot to think about. Will he want to be coached by Mike Stoops? <laughs> he turned that down time, before. Turned you know, it down once. Florida State seems like the type of uh, don't give a f- program. They should just go ahead and hire Art Bryles. I think they need to hire Mike Norvell. But he's getting a lot of money from Memphis. Yeah. Mike Norvell might he might be one of those guys that's next in line, uh, maybe out of Notre Dame or maybe he. I mean his, his next big job, his next be, job is going to be a major job. He'll be one of those football. guys where you just like, why didn't other major programs go after this? The most guy? impressive thing about what Mike Norvell's done at Memphis is they lose assistant coaches every year. It seems like and yeah. he's just reloaded. Where does he want to go? I've I never. I don't know his background. I couldn't, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, what? What know. is the job? I yeah, he wants I don't know. To get to? I don't know where his allegiances lie. Real quick, uh, Bob, back to he's from Dallas. Is he? Oh. He was born in Dallas. Oh, yeah, he'll be the next head coach in Texas then. <laughs> mm. Mm? He, no? pl- he played. He played at Central Arkansas. So I mean, he's kind of. Oh, Arkansas should hire him. 
Yeah. Mm. Better than the uh, guy that they have now. Well, that's like for I, sure. It, it, they'll move on to Bob Stoops next. Hog lock. Oh, I need that. I need that in my life. I need one week of that. Maybe they could plan around the bowl trip. I mean, uh, the bowl game. Uh, I, I need that, though. Is that going to be my new reputation is just slamming the door on all Bob Stoops yes. rumors for the rest of my you should career? Start a, uh, you should start an entire Twitter account just for that. Stoopscoop.com? You just, you just tweet <laughs> yes or no when a uh, school comes up. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Guys, I mean... He was born the day after a 34-14 Texas uh, win in the Cotton Bowl. So, I mean, that story writes itself. They would Who love was? to write that down in all. Mike, Mike Norvell, Norvell was? Mm-hmm. October 11th, 81. <laughs> Did you so know the he, score just off the top of your oh, head? Or? The Red yeah. River Cotton Bowl, not like the Red River. Or not like yeah. the Cotton Bowl Bowl. Yeah, not, yeah no, I'm sorry. Not yeah, in the Cotton Bowl, not the cotton ball you're right you're right presented that wrong yeah eddie i've got uh, all the way back to 1957 just memorize just remember you've you've got your coaches i've got, got the coaches you've got ou texas scores. that's that's really actually impressive you know what i've decided uh that i really really want it's a it's a very football rider thing to do they used to give away rolex watches they're actually tutors made by rolex it, for people that played in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. So there are all these watches floating around that say, like, Cotton Bowl Classic 1967. Yeah. And they're like tutors. Like, I won't. They, they cost about three grand, but. My uncle has a Sugar Bowl one. Does he really? Yeah. It's a Rolex? From the 60. What year, what year did they play in the Sugar Bowl? Uh, 70, 71? Josh doesn't know Sugar Bowls. That, that was score. <laughs> that, that was 17, 14. <laughs> I think he has a. That is amazing. Though, he might that, have a combo one. Too. I mean, that I I I struggle to kind of like because I know what watch values are now, but like to think that they gave Rolexes to football players for playing in a bowl. I mean, like now that'd be like a at minimum like a six thousand dollar gift to somebody. Seventy two. They played in seventy two, and they actually OU has the unique distinction. And I didn't remember this until I. Uh, looked at this again they played in the sugar bowl twice in 72 because one was on january 1st 1972 and the other was december 31st 1972 hmm. and he, has, he still has the watch yeah does he want to sell it at his house uh no probably not maybe probably not i'd say probably name not. your price yeah name your <laughs> price i mean you're gonna have to yeah i might as well a, just make i might as well just make this podcast my own watch collection <laughs> <laughs> auction house you're gonna have to be if you have a cotton bowl tutor watch you're gonna be purchasing through a third party though which would be me so you'd have to pay the <laughs> there's a fee 65 finder's fee, finder Sarah, fee. we can hold off on that raise that we were wanting to give you for a while <laughs> uh, if that if you're gonna say that we might be able to do an armed robbery if you're on is it really armed robbery when you know where the extra key is located? Well, I have to mask up. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> ring. Too Ter- many rings. Terry's currently marking this part of the podcast, cutting it all out so his uncle doesn't know. <laughs> hey, Don't want to tip him off. Okay, so let's get to this real quick before we get to get out of here. OU night game. Uh, it's kind of... It kind of puts some pressure on Lincoln Riley because, you know, hey, I've been belly aching a lot about 11 a.m. games and how much it hurts recruiting. Uh, so now you got a seven a seven p.m. game. So are you going to be like Alabama and have thirty <laughs> rivals, one hundred recruits, and at your recruiting weekend? No, Josh. 
Uh, no, there are not going to be thirty rivals, one hundred guys in this week. By the way, that, that is, that not is you texted that uh, you DM'd us that during the thirty mother freaking rivals, one hundred recruits at LSU Alabama this weekend. I mean, you kind of 30. feel shit if you're the other seventy that aren't there, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Or if you're not, but I'd just be committed. If you're a three star going to this game, ah, oh, you should just go home. <laughs> you're certainly just going to see the game. Yeah, like how many recruits are going to be there not even knowing if they're going to get an offer or not because of this dickhead that's in, you know, standing in front of me. That's just using Alabama to get a ticket to the yeah, game or uh-huh. whatever. Yep. Oh, Andrew Bone has 80 confirmed visitors right now for the Alabama. That's insane. I think the biggest I can remember it was like 40-ish. Uh I think it might have been that Florida State home game. Uh That was, was like a big. Christian Ponder year. That was a big one. Buckeyes 2016 was big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they literally would have to hire another Annie Hansen to be able to handle that weekend. Because I almost felt that was the weekend why they stopped letting us go down on the field for a pregame. I think Saban's going to go into the coach's office today. Mike, we need you to be a host for <laughs> 15 three-stars this weekend. You, you I know you want to help game plan for the defense, but... We really need you to take a couple two stars out to lunch on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be shuttling the players back and forth this week because we need extra drivers. <laughs> not yeah. even the not even the big ones. Yeah, just, you're, just the... don't talk to them. Just shuttle them, please. <laughs> well, you know that 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 is a big part because people don't realize this. Like most recruits at night games, they don't want to stay for the whole game. They no, want to go back at halftime. They mm-hmm. they want to go back at halftime, watch the rest of the game, get a nap, and then get ready to party. That's what they do. Eddie, would you have even made it to the first quarter? Like, you, I think you'd have been pre-gaming while taking the nap. Like, I've been on a recruiting resting. trip. Uh, mm-hmm. No, probably not. Oh, I wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Okay. I was like that. That surprises me. But now we're on the same page. Weren't you uh, involved uh, in the nightlife portion of when Jermaine Gresham came on his official visit? Mm, no, I don't think here? so. What was I that, would have Josh? Been a freshman. I, 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 I was wondering if Eddie was going to take the fifth. No, they. <laughs> I don't remember Gresh coming through. Keith Nickel came through. He's wearing Timberlands and a Bluetooth. We kicked him out of the house. <laughs> I think you told that story before. Uh, um, I can still like I can still envision it too. It's like one of those things that happened yesterday. What a loser. Now, I did want to say, as far as what is coming in, it's uh, so far it's some commitments. Uh, Cody Jackson is expected to come okay. up. Obviously, Ethan Downs, Brendan Walker, some of the local guys. A couple of the bigger ones that I think are notable, uh, Luther Burden, the wide receiver from St. Louis. Uh, he's a 2022 guy. He's coming down. It should be his first trip. That, that's a good start for Oklahoma as they just kind of continue to build that relationship. The one that OU fans are going to be more familiar with, though, is Gentry Williams from Booker T is expected to come down. That's a guy, like I've said before, that that's a probable Rivals 100 guy in his class in your state. Oklahoma, He loves Oklahoma. I, I, I think OU's in a great spot there, but you just want to keep that relationship going. He could be that elite corner for Roy Manning or Alex Grinch or whatever the coaching staff looks like in three years. I mean, that, that, that could be the guy that really could maybe send them into a different stratosphere as far as recruiting goes. The other thing I want to mention, I just, I literally was posting this. The guys had to wait on me because I was finishing Oklahoma as we were kind of getting geared up to start the pod. 
Dominic Hill, a South Carolina commitment from Orlando, Florida, Jones High School, he will be an official visitor this weekend. I've texted with him a little bit. He confirmed he'll be in. Um, big, long guy. I mean, it's very much in the vein of you know what we've heard they're looking for on defense. So he's kind of an interesting guy. You know, I mean, like we we've talked with you know Oklahoma is going against South Carolina in a couple situations here. It's kind of been a weird kind of uh, anomaly, but. You know, there is reason to think Oklahoma could make this work uh, if they can push for him. I wonder where he fits into the numbers with Dante Manning and Josh Eaton, if they would take another guy that's a probable corner or if they think they can make him work at safety. I I don't know the answers to all that. that This is all kind of new. But what I also say is that I don't know that this will be the only official visitor this weekend. I've heard some, some rumbling, some things. I'm going to keep checking around, but I I think it could be maybe a more interesting weekend than everybody's expecting. Hmm. Yeah, just just chew on that a little bit. Thanks for tipping off all the other websites. Yeah, (laughs) you know that's you got to walk that fine line. So thank you for listening. Absolutely. (laughs) How about that? Which we know you all are. (laughs) Going back to Gentry though, 7 p.m. kick actually does help with a kid like that when you're in Tulsa. And now he doesn't have to leave like at eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Now he can stay for any football, high school football related meeting Saturday and still make it plenty of time for seven o'clock kick. So even if it isn't a big 2020, moving it to seven does help get kids like that for unofficials where it's not rushed and it's not stressed and no one's panicking. Plenty of time to get there and try to make the impression that OU wants to make. Yeah, well, and, you know, I know, again, people are like, oh, it's 2022. It's Guys, I mean, the biggest chip Oklahoma has in recruiting right now is Brock Vandegrift, a junior. A year from now, that's where Gentry Williams is. And I think, I don't, I'm not saying he's a quarterback, so it's not going to be the same level of recognition. But if Gentry Williams end up, ends up ranked where I think he could be ranked, if Oklahoma can get him on board early, that gives them a lot of, you know, defensive lineman, we're going to have this guy at corner that everybody in the country wants. You you can come play. He's going to give you a chance to get to the quarterback. Or, you know, you work with those things and you can sell that, and it gives you an elite guy that, like I said, that I think by the time we're all said and done, I mean, he'll have an offer to go just about anywhere he wants to go. All right. Uh, I appreciate it as always, Josh. Thanks to uh, – I'm sorry, Bob's got one more thing he wants to no, get in. No, I just want to make sure I'm mentioned. Okay. <laughs> I was I was going to mention you, damn it. It's kind of funny. We didn't really like have a whole lot of OU football, like actual football to talk about, obviously coming off of a bye week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say I'm intrigued to see how this team responds in a way. Like I, I'm pretty sure I'd – I'm gonna predict something like sixty to ten, because really? I think what? Iowa State. I think Iowa State's a bad football team, I, but we shall see. Like, let's see what this team is all about. I think this is going to be a big statement as far as what's to come over the next month. The thing I'll say is, is that I fair? think they'll hit their. I hit. I think they'll hit their turnover quotient. Brock Purdy is. A talented guy, but boy, he makes some questionable decisions. Who's going to catch him, ah, Bob? You for know, the, that's not for me to decide. Bob. For the sake of Neville Alex Grinch's health and well-being, they better force a couple turnovers because I think he is physically and yeah. mentally yeah. losing yeah. sleep and 
possibly bordering on unhealthy uh, tendencies. If Waking them up middle yes, of the night. If they don't force a couple turnovers this week, it's 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 almost kind of depressing talking to uh, Grinch when he starts talking about turnovers because it's like and the 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 conversation as far as well they don't need to force turnovers just get off the field. I kind of go against that just for the fact that like you force a couple turnovers in Manhattan probably don't get beat so yeah uh we'll see it, it, it's going to be i it's not just a look over uh ou type game this weekend if that makes sense in a way both teams going off of a bye it's kind of a big weekend both teams coming off a loss i think i saw mark rogers throw it out there this week that this is only the second time ou isn't a three plus touchdown favorite at home under lincoln riley yes, the only other time, time was under 20 is a yeah favorite. the only other time was tcu they were only a touchdown favorite uh, 2017. I think it was 17 or something or 8 maybe. It was 17. It was the yeah. game that Rodney maybe one of the best performances yep. I've ever seen out of one player and a half uh, out of Rodney Anderson. So, all right. I think I'm done now. Okay. Thank you, Eddie Radosevich. Thank you, Bob Prisbello. Thank Woo! you to Josh McQuistian. Uh And remember, uh, midfirst.com slash U40. Go uh, sign up for that OU Rewards card. And uh, we'll see you next time right back here on the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com.